the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It is our two hour dose of tonight's Andrea K show. Who it's almost the weekend, child. I'm super excited um, because our dear friend DJ Potato Skins, as we've talked about, is getting married on Sunday. And I want to thank you guys for the continued emails we've gotten uh, for people offering words of advi- advice and some wisdom for him. And if you happen to be listening, Skins, although I would hope that you are not, (laughs) given the fact that it's your wedding weekend, but I just want to, just in case you are, I wanted to tell you I love you and I can't wait to see you this weekend. And if you want to email me about anything else, it's andreakshow.com. If you've got any other comments or anything else that's on your mind, I'm wondering if you are concerned and have any thoughts about what is happening and the potential war that we're facing uh, with Russia, I will tell you guys that I'm incredibly concerned. I would not be as concerned. I'm, I'm not concerned from a standpoint. Um, I wouldn't be concerned. Let me just say it this way. Um, it's not uncommon for us and in our childhood or even when we had Mr. Peace Through Strength, Ronald Reagan, or even we, when we had Donald Trump. Remember, everybody said before Trump took office, uh, everybody said, oh, he's going to get us into Third World War. Oh, you know, um, uh, Donald Trump called Kim Jong-un or Kim Jong-il, yeah, it was un, called him Little Rocket Man, right? And oh my gosh, here we got Kamala Harris over there talking about this great alliance we've got with North Korea. Like, does she not remember? How dumb is she? She doesn't remember that, you know, all, all the hysteria, the hype in 2015 and 2016 that Donald Trump is going to get us into the Third World War when he was the first president. In decades, if not my, my I know in, in my lifetime, uh, first president that did not create any engagement militarily. He took out Soleimani, the Abraham Accords, dropped the mother of all bombs over in Afghanistan. I think it, if not his entire administration, but at least the last two years, there was not one U.S. American death over in Afghanistan, and then Biden takes office, gets installed into the White House, and where are we at? I'm concerned. And I'm not just concerned because of who's in the White House because he's a Democrat and part of the military. And You know, gee, um, it was a Democrat who got us into Vietnam, right? Hmm. And some people could say it was a Democrat who got us into Iraq and Afghanistan because certainly George W. Bush is, is if you look at his record, campaigned like a conservative but governed like a libtard and particularly when it came to getting us into war right just like his daddy in the gulf war but i'm particularly concerned when we're dealing with somebody who 
is completely cognitive. I don't want to say he's not gone necessarily, but it's bad. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly the extent of it, but dude's roaming around two days ago. Today, he's at the microphone as commander in chief threatening Putin a day or so after he was literally looking for a dead woman in a press conference. Trump was the one we were supposed to be worried about. This man has no business saying anything at a microphone. I'm frightened. And let me tell you, I'm especially frightened. Are you? 888-344-1170. And then you add in the fact that our military was purged in the Obama administration. He purged everybody. He purged all the, uh, all the brass out of uh, the military and the Department of Defense at the time that was anybody that would be what we would consider to be somebody who uh, views military in the way that we need them to view military instead of it being an, an institution to further wokeism, which is what it is now. I'm going to go to the phones. I'm not sure if we've got a caller. I'm not sure if they're as afraid as I am. Uh, oh, Fran- is it Francisca? Welcome yes. to. Hello, my dear. Your thoughts. Hi. I'm also has a uh, concern or more than concern long time ago because this has been planned for, you know, um, I've been in 80s, 90s, and here they are. So my question really, my biggest concern is actually that we as citizens are not active because I'm not afraid really, (laughs) I'm not really brave, but I'm not afraid of evil. What I'm afraid of is we, if we don't do the good people, don't do what we're supposed to in order to prevent it. Because we can prevent it, we can even win it. It's just that um, seems like on our part, you know, my question is like, I really want to know who can advise us, like, uh, remember this other war that, you know, that they have to approve, or the um, Iraq war, they have to approve and approve and approve. And uh, now these days, it's just like uh, Biden says that, but actually what Biden was eating ice cream when uh, all the kings and queens uh, from Spain and you name it came out to say, let's punish Putin. So this is a, a war from uh, the uh, um, World Economic Forum, yes. kings and queens, and, 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 and their, you know, um, mates, which is Biden. I yeah. eat an ice cream. Yeah, and, and it's also, and I'm glad you brought up the point that in, in, instead of congressional approval for war, which is what we're supposed to have, and there's different argue, arguments today as about Article 5 under NATO versus Article 11, and I've admitted I'm not an expert, but my, uh, the, the general consensus is if, if, you, if Ukraine is allowed to join NATO, that will automatically propel us into war without needing congressional approval. And that will give uh, the crisis that the Biden administration needs to pull a, a variety of different uh, games on us, particularly with an election coming up. Isn't it interesting how things are ramping up so much right now? Francisca, when we are about 40 days away from midterm elections. And it's done in purpose. So my question is really, you know, I hate to hear, to see people suffer. I hate to see people in pain. I hate to see people crying. But I just say, you know what, let's call. Let's be creative because we can, even though they have everything, 
I'm not afraid of that because we are very creative. Like right now, grab the phone, grab the, have it on your cell phone. You call your local, your state, and make them responsible. It's not like if I want to. We're demanding. Mm-hmm. Because if, my, my thing is that if we look at how they move, there are uh, in in uh, 2020, in February, March, I said this is that third world war, multifocal, you know, active, progressive, visible, invis- invisible, because they they are not that many, but each one has their own job, you know. So so we are more. Each one of us have to have our own job too. Mm-hmm. The people who are in tra- knowledgeable about meds, we have like right now. The, look at what Nelson is doing. They are approving the doctors keep on lying on us. They can give us whatever medication, and we don't have right. the right to know. And so doctors are not going to be there for us, or they're going to be there for us. And you know, if you die, well, you know, whatever. But it's because our our fault. So right. you do it for our children. We've got to get involved. Children. Francisca, I'm so glad you called yes. in. You're right. We've got to get involved. We've got to get active. We've got to get on the phone. And we're being assaulted from a variety of different fronts. And right. I think you're referencing that quote that it, it, it's not evil only wins when good men sit back and do nothing. Thanks for calling, Francisca. Appreciate it. Um, one of the reasons why I'm um, frightened, is, as I was saying, is be, is because um, it's not just that we've got a Biden administration, a Democrat administration that would love a war for their own personal uh, reasons. It's because of his cognitive abilities to the degree to where Sky News out of Australia, I think it was Australia, um, had uh, – was it England? Yeah. Uh, no, it's I think it's Sky. There's a Sky News in Australia, Jalapeno. You might you might. Yes, you might have to owe me a little bit here. Um, you want to make a bet? Should we should we put. I know there's one in England. There is. Yes, there might be one in both. You will. Are you willing to bet me a fried grilled cheese sandwich, a deep fried grilled cheese? <laughs> Am I going to be responsible if you keel over after that thing gives you heart no. disease? I was I was watching this clip today from Sky News. I believe it's out of Australia, but it might be Great Britain. Uh, either way, this is a media outlet around the world who put this package together and started talking about how their country might want to reconsider actually supporting the U.S. anymore because of how dangerous Joe Biden is due to his cognitive issues. And so with Skins Out, I decided I was going to take over the playing of audio clips. And let's see if I can make it work here. We usually have a bit of a laugh at U.S. President Joe Biden's expense. And here's why. All right, bear with me. Hang on. Um, let, me, let me try to restart that. Expense, okay. and here's why. A vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Heard from Senator uh, for Secretary Vilsack. Senator, excuse me, I ignored you. No kidding aside, he's doing a hell of a job. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was was going to be here. I mean, the bumbling, the stumbling, the lies, the chaos surrounding his administration is laughable. I mean, he was calling 
out for someone in the crowd that he knew had passed away a month before. It would be laughable, I said, if it wasn't so serious. That Biden is living with cognitive decline is actually undeniable. I mean, we see the evidence of it almost every single day. And in that, he's not alone. Many families are dealing with very similar circumstances. And I have to tell you, it's no laughing matter for them or the people they care about. But those people are not leaders of the free world. They don't have access to a massive nuclear arsenal and a propensity to inflame tensions where they should be reduced. And that global tensions are rising is an undeniable fact, as is Biden's dementia, quite frankly. There are border wars and economic calamities that need to be dealt with, and America will have to be at the forefront of dealing with them. Ukraine, China, Taiwan, Iran, Russia. That's just some of the tensions. And it's a real question whether Biden is capable of making prudent decisions to deal with these matters. And of course, that has huge implications for us here in Australia. You see, we have always backed the United States in times of need. But this time, if the worst does happen, should it be different? And what about the vice president? Well, she's <laughs> proving to be not much better. Here she is celebrating the US alliance with North Korea earlier today. The United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. <laughs> Whatever's going on in the White House is contagious. These two are just not up to the job. Wow. It was Sky News Australia. Evidently, Sky News out of Britain has expanded their horizons down into Australia. But that's extraordinary, isn't it? Because the the global media, I actually did an interview on Good Morning, uh, the Today Show Australia, when Trump was running for office back in 2016. And I mean, it was like I was debating that Simone Sanders and CNN again. Remember Simone Sanders who went on to work for Bernie Sanders? It, it was that kind of, the hosts were that kind of far left libtards coming at me, right? Um, so, so to see this. A member of their mainstream media, large media outlet in Australia saying the White House is brain dead and we should not as a nation follow them. And it's the USA that's at the forefront of every conversation and every negotiation and every global issue, every global crisis. Whether we're talking about borders, we're talking about war, we're talking about the economy, we're talking about a pandemic. The, the, the president of the United States is considered the leader of the free world for a reason. We were the world's greatest superpower. So if you were president, you were president of the world's greatest superpower. That meant that we were the tip of the spear when it came to all things military. And this is who we have? Why would any country follow us at this point point. And, and in fact the only thing that we can hope for is that given how brain dead both of these two are is that when it comes to these meetings tomorrow with these defense ministers from japan and around the world meeting in hawaii that they all say hail h-a-y-e-l no are we going to vote for ukraine to join nato because we cannot be dragged into we cannot allow this brain dead incompetent duo to drag the world into world war three and a nuclear showdown with Vladimir Putin, because we'll all die. 
Maybe, maybe the only good thing out of this is that mutually assured destruction, which used to be about two great superpowers, both realizing that they better not push, push the button or they're dead. Maybe the mutually assured destruction is that people are too afraid to follow Joe Biden into anything maybe maybe his dementia is going to preserve us somehow because it's going to make the leaders of the rest of the world go um it's mutually assured destruction if we follow this brain dead duo anywhere into anything anytime any place we're gonna take a break we come back speaking of brain dead nancy pelosi she kind of stepped in it with some comments she made on immigration and we're going to talk about that when we come back don't go away this is the andrea k show on am 1170 the answer san diego Thanks for being here tonight on tonight's Andrea K. Show on our fantastic voyage as we're slipping and sliding into Saturday here. Speaking of slipping and sliding, she might have been sliding too much into the bottle. Hoo hoo, Nancy Pelosi, when she decided <laughs> when she decided to say this today. We have a shortage of workers in our country, and you see, even in Florida. Some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. <laughs> um, hmm. Gee, what could possibly be wrong with saying that, hey, you can't send them, Ill- and they're illegals, by the way. They're not migrants. They're not in this country legally. Um, hey, you can't be sending them to another state. Who's going to be picking the oranges off the trees? <laughs> that's for that's for the brown people. <laughs> wow, uh, her slip is showing for sure. Who remembers that reference um, back? It, it, that's an oldie. Her Freudian slip. Um, I don't know that women even wear slips anymore. Um, she just got completely squashed. She got crushed for that statement. Some of, here's some of my favorite tweets in response of Nancy Pelosi saying that today. Cheryl Atkinson, one of our only journalists left in this world, she says, um, had Trump DeSantis said this, their enemies would insist they'd be arrested for inciting a crime. Uh, number one, she says, it's illegal to employ illegal border crossers and asylum seekers. It's not illegal to hire immigrants, though, which is why common usage of that word in the media is a misnomer. Yeah, they've conflated those terms, migrants and illegal Im- immigrants, years ago. And even conservatives now are starting to call them migrants. We've got to be very careful to not adopt the terminology of the left. Um, somebody else tweeted something similar. Pelosi is upset that DeSantis deprived Florida farmers of the opportunity to violate federal law. Um, <laughs> um uh, this is kind of a riff, I think, of the song War. What is it good for? Was it, was there a song? What was that song? Jalapeno. Jalapeno. War, war, was that a song? War. What is it good for? Yes. Okay. I think that's what this this was. Immigrants. What are they good for? <laughs> Votes in uh, cheap foreign labor. And somebody else tweeted, oranges don't pick themselves, you know. Um, you know, look, we, we know that the Democrats are the party of racism. You don't say something like that, you know, accidentally, right? Um, it's, it's, it's a blatant attempt right now. Number two, not, not only does it display her inner racist and and the exploitation, we know that, that the identity politics game is about exploiting the the people within the, uh, uh, that are in the groups that the Democrats pretend to care about. Right. 
Um, but also right now they're scrambling. They're desperate to try to change the narrative because they know that the truth, and I'm not sure if you guys remember, Andy Congressman Biggs was on the show last night. His movie Alien Invasion was dropping today. Go find him on the socials. I think on Twitter he's at, or, or just Google him, Congressman Andy Biggs, a- Alien Invasion, and because I think the link to watch it is on his uh, congressional site. I'm not sure. Um, they know that, the, that this is not a winner for them. The reason why borders are Camelos over in NOCO instead of down at the border state is because they're trying desperately to keep the attention off of it. They know that this is not a winning issue for them. They, and there was, an, you know, as, as proven by the fact that in Austin, Texas, we had video coming out, not seen on legacy media, of course, with Black Lives Matter and, and African-American Antifa members walking around holding rallies in the street to try to stop the border invasion. And there's an interview um, that made the rounds that went viral, again, not seen on the legacy media, where this one African-American guy from Black Lives Matter is saying, look, I mean, there, you know, I'm not against immigration. People need to come here legally into this country. And this flood of who's coming across this border, same, same thing that was going on in 2014 when African-Americans started leaving the Democrats. He's like, they're taking our jobs. He's like, whose jobs are being taken away with this invasion? It's the African-American community, the communities of color, which is one of the reasons why the Hispanics are voting Republican. Um, so they know that it's, it's not a winning uh, issue for them. That's why they've got to lie. They, they've got to justify that using the old, tried out the old issue of, oh, they have to come here because they're doing jobs the American people won't do, which isn't true. And by the way, if, it, if that is true, if we've got Americans that, and which we did during COVID, they're just being paid to sit at home. No. The, the solution is not if we've got fields that need to have produce picked and with, there's nobody that's that's doing it, and the farmers can't get any help. The solution is not to bring in illegals. The solution is to go to the people that are being paid to sit at home that are on welfare and make it transactional again like it was under Bill Clinton and tell them you're not going to get a check until you have completed a week's worth picking strawberries up in the Carlsbad fields. Right? Senator Hawley introduced a bill. The federal government is clearly doing this, and they're lying with their justifications or lying like Mayorkas saying the border is secure and all the different lies and justifications and obfuscations and word games. The American people know that millions are flooding into this country every day. At least 500,000 getaways. We have no idea how many of them are terrorists, Islamic terrorists, Iraqi terrorists, you know, um, MS-13 gang members, all kinds of human traffickers. But think about it. If there's 2.5 million that we know have come in, 500,000 getaways, if there's just 10%, 20% that are terrorist and cartel members and human traffickers, that's a huge number coming into this country. It's such a problem, and it's obviously so intentional what the Biden administration is doing, and it's the federal government's job to secure our borders. They have the, it's not just their job. They have the responsibility to secure our borders. We are, do not have a nation without it, and if they're going to fail to do their job, then Josh, Josh Hawley is right. Senator Hawley is right that the states need to be able to, to have the power to do it for them. He's introduced a bill that will empower states to not just put illegal immigrants on a bus and send them to Martha's uh, Vineyard, but to deport them back to their countries. 
Uh, It would allow states, uh, this according to Fox News, it would allow states to enforce federal immigration law, including the deportation of illegal immigrants. Uh, Holly calls for the U.S. to take the gloves off to fight the unlawful immigration. It's called the Empowering States to Deport Illegal Immigrants Act. And unlike the Democrats, by the way, this piece of legislation, the name of it, matches actually what it's about it would authorize state and local law enforcement officers to enforce certain federal immigration laws and um comes amid republican claims that the biden administration is refusing to secure the border well it's not just claims it's it's truth uh the bill would add uh effectively abrogate a 2012 supreme court case which limited the ability for states to be involved in information enforcement. Instead, the bill would allow states to use their resources for immigration enforcement. I don't remember that case in 2012, but it's certainly one of the reasons why the Supreme Court is um, such an issue for the Democrats, because they don't want a Supreme Court that upholds the Constitution, because this is not upholding the Constitution uh, in, in my opinion here, from what I know of that law, this would give the power to state prosecutors to initiate prosecutions for violation of federal immigration laws. And states would be able to deport illegal immigrants and for border states to move to secure the border. If the federal government's not going to do their job, the states need to be allowed to do so. I absolutely love this. I love this bill. Uh, meanwhile, interesting twist up in New York. Um Wasn't there a commercial back in the 80s? I don't, was it Norwegian Cruise? In the morning, in the evening, ain't we got fun? Who was that? That was that, Kathy Lee, that, I think it was Kathy, was it Kathy Lee Gifford and Carnival Cruise Line? In the morning, in the evening, ain't don't we look got at me. fun? What, you're my music guy, you're my music connection. What, you don't, you don't if, know if jingles? you noticed I played a lot of 90s. <laughs> I expect you to also know 80s. Uh, commercial jingles uh, in the morning, in the evening, ain't we got fun? Well, that's the way it's going to be for illegals, except on a Norwegian cruise ship in New York. Seems uh, Eric Adams has got a little bit of a pickle because New York City decided that everybody had the right to have a roof over their head paid for by taxpayers. So they have something called the right to shelter law. Well, now, given the fact that uh, in spite of them being a sanctuary city and not wanting to provide sanctuary to illegals coming there, they have to because they've implemented this law. And he doesn't have enough, uh, according to this law, if someone arrives at a designated city facility seeking shelter, they must be housed in the next morning. So this was another reason why it was brilliant for Abbott to send the illegals to New York City, who's bragging about being a sanctuary city, right, as Democrats do, because it forced them to live out the weight of the policies that they're forcing, that they're pushing. What's interesting here, and then and so what he's doing, he's, in, he's since they don't have enough shelter and they've got this law there, he's in negotiations with Norwegian to have a cruise ship off of Staten Island, and he's negotiating, looking like he's trying to um, do a six-month arrangement with them. Um, must be nice, right, to get to live on a cruise ship for free, paid for the, by the taxpayers of America. And what's going to happen at the end of six months? How many of these people don't speak the language, don't have any ability to get a job? This is one reason why nobody should be coming into this country legally at all. And if you do come here legally, you need to only it needs to be merit based where you can prove that you can support yourself and anybody you're bringing with you. This reminds me of. 
Newsom during COVID shutting down hotels and then going, I know where I'm going to solve my homeless problem by putting uh, shutting down all these hobo jungles and putting all these hobos in hotels. And then after the time period came up, there were still a bunch of drug addicted hobos and they're now back out on the street. So what's going to happen here? He says it's I think what may happen is he's saying that the time is the time might be here for him to. <laughs> to reconsider the historic right to shelter laws since they can't handle the influx of illegal immigrants. Um, this is one way to, to force somebody's hands. But what I find is interesting here to note is the term right to shelter. This is the perfect example of why our founders were brilliant when they said that your rights come from God, not from man. And you don't have the right to have a shelter provided for you by another taxpayer. Any rights you have as a human being are rights from God. And that doesn't include somebody else doing something for you upon demand. And it also means, and what our founders meant, is that the reason why it's important that we understand our rights come from God, not from man, because if you believe they come from man, Man can give you your rights, your quote rights, and man can take your rights away. And now the right to shelter might be going away in New York. We're going to take a break. I'm going away for a little break, but I will be back. Jenny Thomas put in the hot seat. Speaking of the Supreme Court, Jenny Thomas put in the hot seat. What was that about before the January 6th committee? We're going to chat about that when we come back. So don't you go anywhere. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Eating it. We got fun. Oh, but honey, ain't we got fun? All right. Two more segments of tonight's Andrea K. Show. I think that's like one of my top three 90s throwback jams and a great song and perfect for Jalapeno. Um, Return of the Mac. It's actually kind of appropriate for Jenny Thomas uh, being dragged before the January 6th committee because she's quite the Mac daddy in a sense. Wife of my favorite Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. They have been desperate to, they want to impeach, they want to remove Clarence Thomas, obviously, from the Supreme Court because he actually he actually went further than wanting the, um, uh, re- the overturning of Roe v. Wade and returning it back to the states. He actually said, we could go further than this because we shouldn't be federalizing anything that has to do with anything about people's lives. Everything should be decided at the states. So they've long been been wanting to get rid of Clarence Thomas. I mean, look at what they did to try to stop him from getting on the court in the first place. Now they're trying to get at him through his wife, Jenny Thomas. So she finally agreed. I guess there were negotiations. And in case I'm not going to get into all the weeds of emails and text messages, but basically um, she is being attacked and being uh, and they're going after her and they're trying to Michael Flynn, her George Papadopoulos, her Roger Stone, her. And basically um, because she dared to question the outcome of the election and actually have conversations with people about exercising the opportunities within the Constitution that even the head of this January 6th committee, one of the heads, Jamie Raskin, did himself. So they finally got her to come before the committee. And here's what MSNBC had to say about why it was important to do this uh, to Jenny Thomas. 
Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, I know she claims that there's a wall between the two of them and they don't speak about this sort of stuff. Let's remember, he was the one dissenting vote in the Trump case about keeping the documents at Mar-a-Lago. And many lawmakers, certainly Democrats, have called for him to recuse himself for any Trump-related efforts going forward. It's hard not to have a, to be really worried about the implications of Jenny Thomas's beliefs. Oh, the implications of Ginny Thomas's beliefs. Do we know what the beliefs are from the spouses of the other Supreme Court justices? Anybody been picking around in their emails and text messages? We have any idea what their peccadillos are? We have any idea what maybe their little hobbies are, what they're involved in? Inside the marriage, outside the marriage? I don't know. I'm not alleging that I know anything. Her beliefs are a threat to this country. If we're going to start saying that the beliefs of a spouse of a Supreme Court justice make that justice um, have to recuse themselves on certain cases or, or unfit to serve in the court, I'm not aware of that being some type of we're not supposed to have any litmus test whatsoever for a Supreme Court justice, let alone having it be the belief of their spouse. We're now criminalizing the beliefs of a spouse of a Supreme Court in this country. So surely you can understand that we're past the point in which they're criminalizing political beliefs, which is why we have who as political prisoners, those who question the outcome of the election. You're allowed to believe anything you want in this country under the Constitution. Regardless of who your spouse is, you're allowed to text that. You're allowed to express that belief. At least you were. And if they can get a Supreme Court justice impeached because of a belief of a spouse, we have no rule of law left. In fact, we really don't have any at this point either. Here's something else. So uh, the actual chairman of the committee is uh, uh, Johnson. And he was asked today, does she, st- okay, so you brought Jenny Thomas in. Did you ask her whether or not she thinks the election was stolen? Here's what he had to say. Does she express um, her belief that the election was still stolen? Does she believe that? Yes. Can you, char- she- can you characterize what she is not answering, what she's refusing to answer? No. So you're saying she still believes the 2020 election was stolen? Yeah. And she did Wow. So uh, they asked, did, did you ask her if she thinks the election was stolen? Did she say that it was? And he hesitates. Long pause. Yes. Like, like the, to think that an election was stolen is so shocking, so out of bounds, so, uh, so shocking to the conscience that he had to take a pause before he answered. And then they're like, are you kidding? She literally said that? This is where we're, I would, you know what? I would love to see Stacey Abrams dragged for that belief. We're all going to be dragged for our beliefs as conservatives, and we currently are. We're all Michael Flynn going forward. We're going to take a break, and then our last segment for tonight's Andrea K. Show. Here of the week and stink of the week. Don't go away. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Now I know what I'm going to watch tonight. I wasn't sure. I usually like to watch, you know, something easy on a Friday night when I get home, you know. Something fun. I don't usually like to start watching something I've never seen before because it might be too tiring for me to try to keep up with the storyline. I'm going to watch 16 Candles. 
Jalapeno and I were laughing about it during the break. One of the best comedies of all time. Absolutely. I agree with you, though. They couldn't make it today. They couldn't make it today That's at all. one of those movies that if it's on cable yeah. and you're flipping by, you'll yeah. stop and watch the rest of it. Absolutely. Now, if they were to try to remake it, they would try to cast... They would try to cast it differently, like um, the exchange student. We'll just call him the exchange student. Um, they would they they would have to completely change that. They couldn't do it, any of that. Um, super funny movie. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Do you have a favorite comedy? I mean, I so I think Skin said recently that he didn't think that was a good movie. He didn't like Sixteen Candles. Sixteen Candles. Yeah, I quite. You know what? I'm not sure I trust anybody. That can't. I can't be Skins because I'm not sure I trust anybody. Anybody that doesn't think that movie's hilarious. That's one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, also, you know, eighty. I don't think they really make good comedies anymore. You know, Hollywood's just with all its wokeness has really just kind of destroyed comedy and destroyed movies. It's all like comic book heroes now. I don't think that. When was the last time they made a really good comedy? Do you remember a, a really good comedy? Yeah, like, yeah, like a really good comedy recently. I don't know. I got to think about that. I got yeah. I got to think about it too because that, they just don't make good comedies. It's like that kind of died after the nineties. You know, the eighties. In 90s, they made good comedies. I don't remember the last... They did. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Christmas Vacation on TV again. Yeah, that was... That was a great movie. That was a great movie. Um, There's stuff that's politically incorrect. Can't make... About that movie. They've just ruined it. You know, it's like Trump said. Everything... What is is so politically incorrect about Snots the Dog? serious now all right um oh shoot there's uh, for stink of the week let me start with stink there's just so much stink i gotta i gotta say even though i put it out there in the socials today who's your hero of the week and stink of the week i know some people say the stink is still the fbi and how it's being weaponized against the american people but for right now for me with so many people suffering in florida and possibly going to suffer in the carolinas with ian taking a turn that way i gotta say the stink for me is all the politicizing that's gone on surrounding this this hurricane but like today with kamala want to and and that and it may be rooted in truth but you don't say that you don't you don't go out to the american people and act as though some people have are suffering more than others because of skin color the politicizing of the storm and politicizing of people's suffering is just completely distasteful to me. So that's that's probably my number one stink. Um, I didn't have time to get into it tonight. Um, probably my follow-up stink is what's going on with the children. There was a story out of Philadelphia to where Children's Hospital of Philadelphia has been um, preying on children in foster care and particularly in those homeless in order to get them in, on transgender track and get um, surgeries and because they're wards of the state. So um, that's just another example of how they're going around to, to get children in this outside without parents being able to have, having them have a parent be able to advocate on their behalf against it. So that may be a runner up for stink as well as the fact that we've got a commander in chief that just is not cognitively up for, uh, the job and our lives are and, and our national security, national safety and sovereignty is at stake as a result of it. Getting into a little bit of the hero, this may sound like it's coming from nowhere, but Air Canada issued a statement uh, on the 26th 
that reads, Air Canada today welcomed the government of Canada's decision to lift remaining COVID-19 restrictions, including requirements for wearing masks on aircraft, testing and quarantine, and the compulsory use of ArriveCan beginning October 1, 2022. Here's where it it really gets good. Air Canada, uh, he goes on to say, we believe, oh no, Sorry, Air Canada welcomes the removal of these restrictions, acknowledging that air travel is safe and, quote, that the measures were not justified by science. We believe it will greatly facilitate travel, help to continue stabilizing, da 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 da. Customers and crew will still have the option to wear masks, and we will encourage customers to monitor their own health safety to be sure they feel well and fit to travel. I love that they added they were not justified by science. Um, Air Canada is like every other company out there right now, every other corporation that's subject to this SEG business, environment, social and uh, governance, which is wokeism. And they're supposed to toe the line or be hurt financially as a result. And I appreciate them pointing out what everybody should be pointing out, which is true and proven that there was no science justifying anything that having anything to do with any of these COVID restrictions. Flat out, as Kamala would say, Full stop. My backup heroes are, I understand, um, uh, not just the, the first responders on the ground uh, from those in law enforcement and fire departments, et cetera, in Florida, the civilians down in Florida, like I talked about, those men that got that elderly out, but I, elderly gentleman behind the wheel. But I also heard tonight my Cajun Navy is down in Florida doing what they did post-Katrina to rescue people in their homes. So hat tip to my Cajun Navy. Love all y'all. Thank you, Jalapeno. Thank you to the callers. Thank you, Bob Walters, tonight. And we will see you Monday, 5 p.m., special time Monday. Peace out. Have a great weekend. Love you all. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.